Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the TOVG Podcast. My name is George Weedman, and I am feeling excellent this week for uh, reasons I'll get into shortly. And here with Ooh, me yeah. tonight are Jimmy Belikoff and Matt Visual. Are you guys feeling excellent? I'm actually feeling pretty great. Cool. Matt? Well, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good, man. We, we yeah. had a good conversation before we started and everything. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was I just had, had like some non-games small talk before, and now we're going to have some games small talk. It's going to be great. So the reason, or well, actually one of the reasons I feel pretty good, I have some very, very good news to announce, and that is that I have awesome fans who are apparently giving me money now through um, the YouTube donation program. And... Um, also, also outside of that is is well, I okay, I I'm getting a PS4 because I got a lot of money Ooh. in donations this month, and and I'm like I should do this, I should I should take it and live with it and have something nice for once, and uh, it's like I don't know, kind of made me realize that wow, I might be able to I don't know, live off of know. YouTube. I don't want yeah maybe. Uh, it opens up a new venue because now your current gen consoles rise up to uh to wii u and ps4 which i mean like wii u is great and all but ps4 has the more relevant titles to be talking about as far as reviews go right right well it's mostly bloodborne is the reason why i was going to get right. it now and because i like yeah. came into hundreds of dollars in fan donations this month right and uh, i was Blood, like bloodborne is the uh the miyazaki one right yeah, yeah. Oh God, I love that name. I love that he shares his name with with Miyazaki. With, uh, yeah, um, the the, uh, the Dark Souls Miyazaki. Not right, the... which which might remain console exclusive for a while. Hmm. But I felt really stupid about this when they announced the Metal Gear Solid Five release date, which is going to be coming out on PCs literally two weeks after consoles. Oh yeah. And yeah. and I was thinking all of um last year and this year so far that when I would get a PS4, it would be late this year when both uh -huh. of those games were out. But now that I have money, I'm just like, I'll just go ahead and get it now and enjoy Bloodborne for uh, yeah. for its uh, launch week when everyone's going to be playing online. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. totally go going over your house and like watching you play that. I'm, I'm totally I, fine with that. I miss that, actually. Maybe. I, but the thing that's like really confusing, I'm also going to be checking out the uh, PS4 version of The Last of Us. I'd uh, like to play Rezogun, but I don't really know that many other exclusives. Like, I'm going to, I guess I'll get metal gear on the ps4 when it comes out i i imagine it's more fun to play those games on the couch than on the pc even uh -huh. though i still otherwise i would have gladly gotten the pc version in fact i'm really really happy about the news of the pc version coming out so close to the console versions but um besides that like uh i don't know there i'm just kind much. of worried that i might end up yeah just buying a bloodborne machine <laughs> I, I, I that's what happens i mean I, when i bought the xbox one um you know i was i got it for like halo and all these other stuff but that was it was only like a handful of stuff it, on my shelf still it's just, it's just a handful i'm like okay after i beat those games what is left i i go back and play my wii u though Wii U is all over the place. Yeah, I, every I go back weekend, and play it all the time. I'm, I'm playing the Wii U. and Mario, and it's always something to play with my wife. I've, but, I've been yeah, playing the PS4 the, uh... and Xbox. Mm. Even my I played my friend's PS4. It's like, uh, what do we do? We that's it. We beat Grand Theft Auto. You were just talking about how you'd come over to my house and play my PS4, <laughs> well, and now well, you're saying one you game. have some what other I mean, PS4 one, friend, and you're like, game. what a lame guy <laughs> in a lame console. 
one gate well no my, my friend is far my friend is far yeah so it, you okay. know you're closer so okay. i uh, pick you instead <laughs> well, <laughs> for blood well, purely by proximity yes yes not 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 about you know friendship or anything like that no, no just pro- just proximity yeah yeah um well let's see i I, I'm worried about that, though, because on top of there really being one exclusive game I'm interested in, which is Bloodborne, and one other exclusive game that I'm just kind of, like, mildly, passively sort of acquainted myself with life. I've, I've played through a few hours of The Last of Us before on a friend's PS3, and it's just gotten, like, so many accolades. I'm like, oh, God, you ever feel like you have to play something because you have to? Yeah. And and I've played so many over-the-shoulder, third-person stealth shooters like that. Like, I'm sure the story is going to entertain me, but that kind of gameplay, it's just been, like, done to death at this point. Right. Anyways, the console's been out for over a year, and that's... The, the one game I'm most interested in is Bloodborne, and it's not out yet. Granted, it's only a couple weeks away, but I'm still kind of worried about it now. Like, with all, um... Also, all the talk about this perhaps being the last generation of real game consoles and and it having such a slow first year uh, i'm a little scared yeah Mm. i don't know i mean like maybe it's just it's just like how the times have gone in the past like year and a half two years but like I really swayed towards Nintendo as far as consoles go. I am I am glad I about my Wii U purchase. Like that was yeah. that, that was a solid yeah. console purchase. Yeah, like like even if I don't play it too often, like I'm glad I didn't get a PS4 or an Xbox One to play not too often. Like instead of it, you know, um, because like, I don't know, like any of the the console experiences, at least for me. Um, I feel like I could find an equivalent on PC. Right. And most of the console experiences, I just am not super interested in. I think the last console game that I purchased was Halo 4. Like, uh, obviously not on my oh. Wii U. I'm talking about something before my yeah. Wii U. Yeah, and that would have been a um, few years ago. Uh, right? Halo right. 4? Oh, gosh. Halo, and, like, no oh, it was all right. good reviews. It, 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 was, it was good. It nah. wasn't... Nah. Like, okay. <laughs> as, as a longtime Halo fan, it was good. Um, story-wise, it was weird. It brought this weird, like, fantasy element. It became less sci-fi and much that more, like... That end boss. That end boss was I amazing. I, did, I couldn't even get to the end. Q- um, Q- QTE, dude. QTE. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Is that topical right now? Yeah, I, I hate that. The Evil even Within that. had a QTE final boss, and... Well, I guess that's not surprising, because everyone was just panning it this whole time anyway, but... Yeah. 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 Um... QTs, QTX. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I feel like I'm at like the main like it's like you said the main thing that's like showing up on consoles right now is the first or third person over the shoulder, light stealth, light light crafting, like mm-hmm. all that jazz. Um, and I don't know. I'm not like intro- into that right now. Like and, the and- last PC game I bought was a was Besiege. And that was pretty fun, but that's like oh, nothing like a regular game. I got uh, that, by the way. I oh, yeah. haven't did played you, it yet, play it? but I have it. I, I'm hoping it gets updated more soon so I can jump back into it, but I've been really distracted with Monster Hunter, which is the other thing is like, I'm finding all these games that are like Nintendo exclusive that I'm just like, I'm fine with my little Nintendo games over here. I don't really need to, I don't feel obligated to buy the other consoles because like, I, I 
never really got into Dark Souls or anything, so I'm not like tied to Bloodborne or anything. But well, like as Matt knows, I have friends over literally every weekend playing my right. Wii U. We have a grand uh-huh. old time, and even when that's not happening, I've been playing the uh, Metroid Prime trilogy so far. Mm-hmm. I finished Metroid Prime One just a few days ago, and uh, I remember when I was fawning over it a few uh, weeks ago. That, that, that was kind of when the game peaked. Like the second right. half of this game is totally not as good as I remembered it. Right. It it's was the, uh, the, the collectathon where up. you backtrack. Right. And yeah. so uh, it's it's chill. It's ambient. You uh, it doesn't take long to backtrack from one end of the game to the other. But right. You do have to do it a lot maybe more times than you should and i don't really know what it is about the 2d games that made it more uh more tolerable and less noticeable but in 3d i guess it just um there's a lot more cumbersome uh movements involved for trying to quickly make a speedy route from one end of the game to another as opposed to just like holding right and pressing jump every now and then yeah that's like the nature of 3d games is that Especially with platforming elements, it's always going to yeah. be a little more uh, unintuitive. There are very few very intuitive 3D platformers. And, and um, the first and, person and we all we all talked about how Metroid Prime, especially, is not like extremely great as far as control and movement. The the um, first person platforming is made weirder with the Wii. Actually, right. like like pointing and shooting and exploring is fine, but um on on the GameCube when you would want to set up. Your, your viewpoint for first person platforming and this is uh-huh. a weird Metroid Prime thing you don't have to do this in any other FPS but you right. would hold down the trigger to turn on manual aim you would look down at where Samus's feet would be and then you would hold down the L trigger to lock onto that yeah. so you could jump around while keeping your point of landing in view and on the Wii U you kind of have to point the Wii U remote down right below where the dead zone would be in order to get Samus to look down at the ground and and sometimes, yeah. so when you're trying to look at where your feet would be, your your Wii remote is kind of dancing in and out of its sensor range, oh, which yeah, uh, yeah. which makes it tough. Yeah, I could see that. That that would be really annoying. Yeah, but but otherwise, I I, I guess I enjoyed myself. <laughs> I I'm really <laughs> interested to see how the other games go, and I do intend on playing through them all the way from beginning to end. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess the verdict: Metroid Prime didn't hold up to nostalgia. Great music, Oof. great great sense of atmosphere and environment and whatnot. But but the backtracking is a little much. The combat is just like Zelda: Lock On, Mash A. It's uh, it's it's it's, it's good for nostalgia. Ouch. Maybe bad to play it again nowadays. For for like the second half though, I really yeah, I can see that. I really like how the first half when when everything's fresh, of course, it's going to be better. But uh-huh. you also you get kind of funneled into a um, good like like system shocky half lifey way of storytelling where where notes that you scan everywhere kind of gradually unfold things as you blast your way through through tunnels and you kind of determine your own level of immersion in this story and there's some really interesting things that are hinted at to this uh-huh. universe that you never really explore though cuz you're just kind of backtracking the same uh the same hundred meter dash over and over again. Once right. you get to that point, you're like you're mm. like kind of done. You've seen everything. When you find that cool research lab in Fendrana, the game peaks there. That's what yeah. someone on Twitter told me. It peaks there, and that's a nice way of describing it. Yeah, I could see that. That's fair. 
<sighs> oh, oh, is that a sip there? Oh, let me join yeah. you there, George. <laughs> let me join you. All right, I'm well, not going to um, join you guys in sipping. I, um, since you're not going to join uh, us, and since I've uh, kind of talked about what I'm going over, and since Matt's oh, enjoying himself, mm -hmm. what have you been up to, mm -hmm. Jimmy? Um, <sighs> uh, mostly, mostly Monster Hunter. Um, Mohan. I actually, you know, it's it's very interesting. I've been getting a little farther in the game uh, into high rank on both single player and uh, multiplayer. And it's it's getting to the I'm beginning to understand that like the low rank stuff is like this may give you like a, a, a like a quick like frustration if you lose, but it's nothing big. Whereas the high rank stuff is like the real meat of the game where you like, oh, OK, you understand like now I do have to bring those items that I thought were superfluous at the at the start. Like, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff you can bring like potions that are like buffs like, oh, this will buff your attack for a little bit. This will make you run faster for a little bit. And you think like, I'm not going to need this. Like you go through a battle and you're like, yeah, I didn't need that. But then you get into like these bigger more grand fights of like multiple monsters or like very difficult fast monsters and it's just like i don't know it's been getting a lot more engaging it's just like sucking me in more that i'm farther into it and uh and yeah i'm, I'm really excited i'm actually um i'm actually working on a video about monster hunter 4 ultimate right oh, now oh oh so you're gonna record that you're researching i well i am researching um yeah but the video, I'm not going to put a date on it. I'm not going to say it's going to come out anytime soon because it may not come out for like a month or two months, but um, I really want to, I'm, I'm challenging myself to try something different. And so uh, I'm, I'm hoping that's going to come out all right. So Other is that, it going to be a really level been... hood? Or, or uh, yes. unless you don't yes. want to talk about it? Well, I, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, it is. Okay. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty tight. And, and that'll I'm be excited. interesting because it's not a side scroller. <laughs> right. I mean, and even, even then it's a very different game it's, because, it's like you know, it's like kind of like, um, like, not like, like that, cliff wall levels. Right. But one map is going to be used in so many different situations mm -hmm. that it's not that like that one level applies to very, like a, a wide variety of missions. So it's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm doing research. I'm actually like. I'm putting like my notes in like a Google Doc and everything. Like I'm really going all out for this, so I'm hoping it's gonna be good. You know, I'd really, really, I hate to be like the the fan suggestion request guy, but I bet a level head about FPS arena game maps would be really fun. Uh, I ha I have I would be lying if I said I haven't written one Ooh. before, but I Ooh. never went through with it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it, I I half wrote it, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not feeling this right now. I'll come back to it eventually. That one was on Halo 3, which is actually a game near and dear to my heart. But uh, I'm not sure. I, I might, I might, if I ever do one, it might be <sighs> on Team Fortress 2. I think that would be a better Ooh. Yeah, and example. that also has, has great examples. Not only that, but it's just like one of the biggest FPS games that's right. like with a wide audience that I think a lot of people would be able to vibe with it. Um, I have very and precious about memories. And stuff, yeah. yeah. I, I have like very precious memories of vanilla TF2. I kind of, I kind of fell out of it when they started. I don't, I don't want to say bloating it up with upgrades because clearly whatever they were doing worked. <laughs> but I mean, I, uh, you can't, I, I don't you know can't what deny, that game is now when I load it up. You can't deny that that the addition of um, extra weapons and shit was like a marketing scheme. Yeah, like it's definitely, it definitely was. But I will say, as someone who got into it after that, that it definitely added a lot to a lot of the fun for me to be able to like customize my guy and make like weapon loadouts that like suited me specifically like i 
<laughs> if I can be a little braggy for a moment, I am a terror with a full melee demo man. Uh oh, um, watch out. <laughs> watch out, guys. I, we got I have a badass. A, I mean, no, seriously, I, I have a... Uh, do you know strange weapons in TF2? The ones that like nope. count your kills with that weapon? Nope. No. That, okay, that's well, past my time. Well, yeah, it was it was a more recent edition, but I have a uh, I have a demo man sword, and I have like a thousand kills on it or something. And I'm not someone to like sit in a, a server and farm kills. I just like get that in matches, and I often get like high rank in among the people in the match because I just love playing sword demo. It's super tight. But yeah, that's neither here nor there, because I don't play that game anymore, because goddamn, if that's not a time sink. So Matt Visual, what have you been doing this <laughs> well, week? Well, I, I, I gotta say, uh, Halo 3 was a masterpiece, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just gonna go ahead and, and... Someone likes Halo 2? What? I mean, Halo as well? Oh, <laughs> well, of course. We mentioned this when, uh, when uh, Rated S was here. Uh, how That's much right. we love right. Halo. Yeah, Halo 3 was just like, I played that consistently. Um, yeah. I've been playing um, Pokemon Shuffle, and I did play a little bit of White Knight, like the first hour. Interesting. All right, so White Knight, I'll start with White Knight. Uh, White Knight is, you know, survival horror, and it's in the survival horror as in you have these matches, and uh -huh. um, you have to, in order to see where you're going, you have to light them, right? And you can run out. Um, so Ooh. I guess in that aspect, at least in the beginning of the game, that's where the survival part comes in. Is, is uh -huh. the light that the match casts, is it yellow or white? No, no, it is, it is uh, like a mat, like red and yellow. Oh, so that's oh, the wow. only color you actually the, see in the game. Yeah, all the stuff I've seen of this game so far has been purely black and white. Right. I've, I've literally never seen this like core core gameplay match thing. You, the thing is, when you're in pitch black, you, you can light uh, the room up. And it will only light light up like a lamp or something like that. And mm -hmm. you have to find it within the room using a match and you can't see enemies as well if you don't have a match lit so they can kill you in the dark um so it gets a little crazy and these enemies they're they're freaky they you can see them and you'll be like okay all right i i have to kind of um put them in a way of the light because they die if you like shine the light on them like bright bright light like from the lamps and some uh -huh. some of them you can um move the lamps to shine it towards them you can um uh, like just turn it on right there when they're in that spot it's mechanics like that uh, but yeah they, they will kill you in like one hit so you have to be careful but the it, it is pretty scary because I don't know it's just the way they look and the way that they just come at you and it, when they grab you they just start slashing like an old horror movie and it's uh -huh. uh, uh, yeah <laughs> but um, it you know it's narrated as good voice acting, um, mm -hmm. it, it does, it's like the old, it does have some of the, you know, I don't know, the stale horror thing where you have to kind of read pages on the floor constantly. Oh, I like that. I love reading I pages I on know, the floor. I don't know, I feel like I'm getting That's tired of it, to be honest. I, I feel like I'm getting tired of it. I, I, feel, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't feel like reading, like, uh, a whole book before I can get through two hours of the game, you know? It's just, sometimes I just a want... A whole book? Yeah, this dude, like it's a lot of reading, like like well, pages well, and pages. It's just this game in particular that has too much reading. Well, yeah, I guess you can say that. But I've been playing a lot of games recently, and a lot of these games use the same type of 
you know, like, oh, read this. Oh, read this to know the story. And it's been pages long. Like you have newspapers and then you have the regular notes and then you have like diaries all in that one game. And you're like, uh, can we, you know, play the game now? Or are we just going <laughs> to sit here and keep reading over and over again? I think it was just Maybe. a little bit overused. Maybe it's just what I've uh, what I've been brought up to to what I've been raised to believe is acceptable. It's yeah, just like, sitting I, I, there I and, playing, and reading without moving on. Well, yeah, I was playing RE games last week. Remember, and and in those games, you run around a spooky mansion and read notes, and they uh, they they have things like safe combinations and and weapon cache locations and, well, that's and like little this previews like... about. Well, yeah, I, I have not played White Knight. I just find oh, okay. it strange to to hear someone complaining a, about n- notes that you read being in a horror game. Yeah, you have like the Slenderman notes, where it's just like a couple sentences, and then you have like the Slenderman notes have like a word on them. I know, it'll just I know, be like, I know. Don't that's look. the lowest point right there. That's <laughs> that's just the right amount. You gotta you gotta find your in between between Slenderman and White Knight. White Knight is just too much. But anyways, it's a really cool game. Um, you a know, word count of two is too much. <laughs> it's it's nice to you know figure out the story. Like when you're doing the puzzles and stuff, uh, things are happening you're like following this ghost of a woman and like uh you like you'll put the record on and she'll start singing and she'll like drop a key like it was just really cool puzzle mm. stuff and God, uh, that, that sounds juicy. if they didn't have that type of style i felt like i would have gotten lost like yes the art style is cool yes the narration is cool but it really needed to like push it a little bit more just for it to make you know make me read all these dang pages um Mm -hmm. but yeah uh that was cool um it is pretty scary and you know you have to it has a little metroidvania feel to it where you have to go back in other rooms and stuff like that and you know uh make sure you don't use too many matches uh pokemon shuffle have you guys been well (laughs) has jimmy been playing pokemon shuffle um, I haven't because I kind of knew what to expect from it. Um, I, I know a lot of people who are playing it, and it's essentially, from what I heard, it's uh, Pokemon Battle Troze, but slower, a little bit more relaxed, and then it has the uh, free-to-play and microtransaction elements. Ooh. And Ooh. I I'm I like puzzle games like that, but I'm fine with Troze, which I already bought. Um, which is fun, and it's fast, and it's quick, and I, I don't want to get into microtransaction stuff. I don't really want to yeah. even like you know grace that. Let's let's let's. It has microtransactions. <sighs> yes, yeah. it does. And this is a new thing from Nintendo. Ever since that Nintendo Direct, they were talking about a few games that have this now, like free to play mm-hmm. model, uh, mm. Pokemon Shuffle. Then they have these um, dragon puzzle dragon, dragon. I think it's called puzzle dragon. Yeah, yeah I, they I have like the Pokemon that. version of that and another version of that coming out as well. That's coming out to the to the Nintendo eShop. I played uh-huh. uh, Puzzle Dragon on my phone for like uh-huh. a while to the point where you hit that spot, right? That that sweet spot where you're like, I need to pay money to move on or grind and grind and grind. And when I mean yeah. grind, you have to grind. My A couple people have reached that limit and have tweeted at me uh, because uh-huh. I tweeted out this, this picture 
of the tutorial woman, the the, the girl that's like giving you the tutorial on uh, Pokemon Shuffle. She says, right. "Oh, I also heard you can buy jewels." <laughs> dot 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 dot. Yeah. And I was just I like, "You just this, said the this, tutorial dot, woman." Dot, dot, this <laughs> says everything. This yeah. says dot, everything. Dot, dot. She doesn't use dot 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 to continue the conversation on any other slide, but that one she did, and I'm like. Oh, that is just too revealing right there. <laughs> just too revealing. And yeah, the I, apprehension of whoever had to write that. Yeah, it's, yeah it's exactly. Visible. I don't feel comfortable. I like that the game is good, but I feel weird. I'm like, it's it's one of those things that we talked about last time. I said if the it, it, when they have a good formula, if the game is good and addicting, then of course they're going to charge for it because they're going to get money. You know, because people are going right. to play it because they like it. Yeah. Um, it's like the poor, poor, perfect formula on iPhone, and now they're Nintendo's doing it. And I feel a little icky about it. it, it Nintendo's already like weird. You know, I, I I don't like the amiibo thing. I don't. I, it's a lot of things. I just like. Eh. Nintendo, what you doing? I like your games, but eh. and this just makes me feel all icky. Even though I really do like this certain song, the tutorial uh, song is just I don't know. It's hitting the spot right now. You know, I've noticed of all the the games I've um, been playing over the past month, I haven't played a single game that has like not great music in forever. Like oh, yeah. I guess uh, the last one would have been like some AAA I was playing, like Alien Isolation or whatnot. Like like RE one and two. And and remake have have some super duper awesome save room themes, and and Metroid Prime has that ambient boopy electronic uh, loopy stuff going on that I put in the background of work. Mario uh-huh. 3D World, excellent soundtrack. I, I just finished Police Knots. I didn't really enjoy the game that much, but goddamn, it has a great soundtrack. <laughs> Video games have good music, you guys. Well, yeah, what about it's... the basement song? The basement song is pretty good in our RE. Right? <laughs> well, well, that's the director's cut DualShock version of the basement theme. <laughs> yeah, DualShock. The original basement theme is fine, but in the director's <laughs> cut DualShock edition, <laughs> DualShock. They, I remember when they, that was a word. They got a deaf guy to compose the music, Wasn't or he, so uh... they thought. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, didn't we talk about this? And he was proven yeah. not to be deaf. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh right. my god! What a weird. What a weird shock. thing that weird, it is. What a weird time to have been alive. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of weird times to be alive, um, we got a shitload of news going on this week. Yeah, we got a lot. I don't know. If, if you guys read any news websites, any aggregators, any forums, you likely saw it then blow up over and over again this past week. GDC and um, PAX East have been going on, and uh, some, like, major moves on the VR front as as companies are trying to once again this year push VR get closer to a consumer ready version of it and um some very very heavy hitting strategy is coming out from Valve and very strangely Nvidia yeah uh let's uh start it from the top all right i got a i got a big ass list of um bullet points underneath the uh the trade shows that were going on at GDC this year. And in a weird way, I'm kind of glad I didn't go because I'd just be overwhelmed this year compared to the past two years. Yeah, I can see that. Like last year, I uh, did a cool little VR feature, but this year I I wouldn't even be able to scratch the surface. Right. 
Anyways, so Valve has a VR uh, prototype that um, they showed off at uh, GDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're partnering with HTC to make their headset. It's called the Vive, and apparently it's been getting much, um, much higher accolades than the Oculus Rift. Interesting. Which, yeah, which is interesting because the Oculus Rift is not out yet, and uh, this is like technically a competitor product, and already. There's things being shown at train shows that are like now leaving it in the dust that are supposed to come out earlier. Like I guess uh-huh. in a way, I should. On one hand, I've, I've we've all been spending like the past two years being like, oh, I can't wait until the Oculus Rift comes out and revolutionizes gaming, and <laughs> right. and now we've got like these competing products from Valve and Sony, Morpheus. The the the, the vibe's gonna be. It's supposed to be coming out in stores around holidays of this year. Yeah. They're wow. uh, also going to be um, marketing Holy some motion crap. tracking stick controllers to go along with it. One of the uh, big hurdles that they keep talking about in presentations about VR is uh, an intuitive input method because you can't see your keyboard or your buttons or your controller when you have this headset on. Uh huh. So, um, like like at last year's GDC, they're also going to try to be re-pushing motion controls with uh, VR headsets when when these things hit the market um but fucking portal <laughs> they yeah. the tech demo that they're using to show off um their their latest version of this headset is it's it's portal it, it's not a confirmation that portal 3 or oh god i'm getting excited it's not no confirmation <laughs> that portal 3 or half-life 3 might be happening but it's it's a you very portal waited? themed for ha- like for vr just to do half-life 3 isn't that interesting no, it is if, that is completely reasonable, I think, because yeah. all the other previous half slice came out with the release of a new version of Source, and Valve has also announced at this GDC a new version of Source. Interesting. Um they're they're going to be trying to focus on creator productivity this time, which is like I guess good news because a, a lot of the nightmare stories about the previous versions of Source were how bad the uh the map editor and the toolkit were, how how compared to other solutions nowadays like the CryEngine and the UDK, it's just like not the same level of of WYSIWYG map previewing. Right. Um so they're also going to be pushing out a new graphics API called Vulkan, which is what um OpenGL is evolving into and i mean i don't know how much either you or me know about this technical engineering stuff but basically this is another preparation like the steam machines for them to be um keep for them to try to keep pc gaming going in a potentially windows less direct x less world because um they they see what valve is predicting as competitors now to microsoft is uh microsoft pushing out products like tablets and and laptops and the surface and this like augmented reality um hololens thing rather than Uh gaming pcs which they want to keep the dream going alive and strong with their steam machines so now oh god it, it just goes on and on there's now a steam machine section on the steam store where you can buy some high end uh steam machines from from other companies like um I buy power and Alienware, but they are also going to be manufacturing their own low-end $50 streaming box called mm. the uh, Steam Link. It's it's basically got an HDMI input, an Ethernet, and two USBs. You uh, hook it up to your home network and stream video games to it. I'm From kind of PC, interested right? for $50. Yeah. Mm. And um, because because like Matt, you've been over to my house and you right. know that I do like to stream games out to my living room computer, but the living room computer is not Sucks. great. 
Yeah. It, and it's also a lot more than $50 to get a good living room computer out there. I could just like put this little box on top of it I, and I, just I, use I, that as, as a streaming box and the living room computer as, as an emulator Netflix machine. Yeah, and usually, usually, that would I don't be know, like usually, a cost-effective solution to a real problem. Well, right, not a real, it, like a first-world problem. <laughs> usually, I'm just not like I'm not interested in these like stream boxes and stuff. But like when you're talking, I'm like, I don't know, I might be interested in having a Steam box like downstairs. No, it's, it's actually really cool because then you can play the actual market that exists for local PC multiplayer games on the couch with friends, and um, also some other games like. Uh, Civ, like like turn-based right. strategy games, actually work really, really well as party games because you um, can hot seat it. You can take turns, and a lot of uh, I've I've had some a lot of precious memories playing Civ out in the living room through uh, Steam's in-house streaming. But um, it doesn't work as well for fast-paced action games unless you have high-end hardware. Lo and behold, here's a fifty-dollar box with that kind of high-end hardware that uh, that just will stream it straight straight to you. Um, well, I guess you still need the, the networking machine, but the problem with my living room computer is that the integrated graphics chip just cannot decode the video fast enough for you to not feel input lag if the game's in real time rather than turn-based. <sighs> there is a finalized version of the Steam OS controller. A uh, D-pad-shaped notch has kind of been carved into the left touchpad. Mm, they right. added a analog stick that's um, kind of placed in the same area that the uh, Xbox controllers these days have their analog stick in the lower left. And this has been re- revealed previously, but in case you didn't know, they've all, they're also adding face buttons to this thing. Like, it's, it's drastically different from when they first revealed it, and it was just two touchpads in your hand. There are now face buttons and an analog stick, and one of those uh, touchpads has a very feelable D-pad kind of notch carved into it. Yeah, it looks flat. So it looks yeah. a lot more like a normal controller, uh-huh. but it's still got those two big puffy touchpads that are supposed to kind of stand in for mouse input. Because the idea is, the solution they're still trying to work out here is how to get people to play mouse-based games in the living room without having to carry a mouse around on their lap or something. Right. Oh, God. It was... Uh... There, there's of course gonna be other stuff like um a lot more games getting ported over to Steam OS. They're doing a big sale event on um the store for for games with Steam OS versions, and they're 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 trying. They're 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 going through with it. They're like seriously trying to butt into the console market. Can can like, you imagine every, if a f- every year they come closer and closer, and now they're like the closest. <laughs> yeah. You imagine like a freak accident happening and like Microsoft is no longer like a big dog in PC yeah. gaming anymore and like stuff well, like you, you remember like oh yeah, you remember Microsoft was head? Yeah, that would be Have you gone to an electronic feature. store? They don't sell PCs anymore. Like the PC section it, in an electronic store these days, like uh, you, if you go to Best Buy, it's all tablets, sometimes laptops. And and you know how when you go into a GameStop, the PC section is like this little dingy rack with mm-hmm. like Blizzard games and nothing else on it. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what shopping for for a decent PC at Best Buy is like nowadays. <sighs> Which sucks because it's like objectively the biggest like variety and market of games available once you have a pc up and running it's like weird that consoles i I find it weird that consoles are even still running yeah like heading been through and going along and not only that but like trying to grow as we can see with this valve like steam machine and all that and like 
I don't know. It's like this weird between PC and between console thing that that both Valve and NVIDIA are pushing out, but I'll get to that one soon. Well, here's the thing that I don't get about the Steam machine is that, Mm -hmm. like, okay, the classic, the classic, like, quote-unquote PC Master Race slogan is, like, like, why would I get a console when I can get something with way better specs for about the same price and also be able to use it for going on the internet, using Photoshop, doing whatever the hell I want because it's a computer, not just a game console. And then Steam is like, hey guys, check out our new console, but the exclusives on it are just everything you can get on Steam already. So it's like... No, because it, it's not for the market. It's, it, it's it's for different people. Like it, the people buy consoles because they feel like they can't buy a PC, which is you know, well, you know, they can okay. save up a little bit more money and get a PC, I, but they don't. I, I feel I, yeah. I feel the need yep. to clarify here, okay. Jimmy. It's it's not a console. It's it's basically a PC that comes preloaded with Valve's version of Linux, which is called SteamOS. Right. And, Which, and you can basically do everything you could otherwise do on a um, on a Linux based OS. You could put Windows on this thing and, and use it as a computer, and and that's basically like what a Steam machine is 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 a computer that is not running Windows but rather Steam OS. Right. Which which is Linux. I get it's that. It's a cheaper option of a PC. And, and yeah, Linux <sighs> is free. Windows is like $90. So it, <sighs> ideally, it would actually lower the price of a good gaming PC. Except that it's not a good gaming PC. Yeah. It, it, you the have ones to on the market everything. right now are like but. really high end, though. And, yeah. and they come with some like serious hardware inside them. Yeah. Like, I, for and, 50 and yet, bucks, like streaming dude, like... as an option is supposed to exist. And yeah, for 50 bucks, like as. A streaming box like the 50 bucks one is going to be the streaming box but if you go to the the steam machine section of the store right now they're like it's it's mainly a high-end market stuff that wait, like veers towards the thousand dollar range wait i think i'm getting confused here between because I, I just watched like all of it the nvidia press conference thing so i'm mm-hmm. getting a little confused the steam box streams from your pc though yeah. So well, no, it's no, not necessarily no, replacing no. anything. It's just adding to your PC. No, it it has that as an option. Like, okay, they're going to be oh, making. So you can and, stream and it already have from the made, internet. Oh no, from your home network. Hmm. Wait a minute. So you have and, to and have a PC they, in order to play these games, though, right? Not if, unless you're playing the Steam OS version, or if you just install Windows on the thing and then install the Windows version. Oh, so you mean actually like play it on a $50 bot? Yeah, that's not going to go well. That's not going to go well. Probably a super duper cheap game maybe, but no, this $50 box, this this is like intended to uh to to, to stream be used for streaming. Computer. Right. And, right. and right. like well, I said, if you go to the Steam machines that are available on the market right now, they're like fairly high-end gaming PCs that just have the Steam OS loaded on them. I wouldn't call many of these fairly high-end. I'm they're looking like $1, at $1000. So like that's not okay. Sorry for the motorcycle that decided to fucking cut me <laughs> off. I wouldn't call them being a thousand dollars high end. The thousand dollars one has an i3 processor, eight oh. gigs of RAM, and five hundred gigs what? solid state. Come on, like my PC at home that I paid less than that has better specs. I have an i7, have i7, sixteen gigs of RAM, and a terabyte solid state, and I paid less than that. 
I'm, I'm looking at a thousand dollar one, right? But they also like package it into a small living room sized case. It's it's got a GTX 970. Oh, that's such a gimmick, though. That's gonna, that's gonna yeah, burn up. Yeah, I know, up. but but <laughs> I'm saying it's it's not it's not like a console. Right, right. It's right. not. Like, like, <sighs> but. That's what gets me. It's not a console, so just get a PC. I got my okay. I got my computer for eight hundred dollars, right? My right. computer is miles better than the the Steam machine that I'm looking at, which is priced bottom line two hundred dollars more than my PC was priced. Okay. Looking through the rest of these, that seems to be the trend across the board. Is that these seem to be like inflated prices of like Razer and Alienware gear strapped onto a thing that it comes pre-installed with the Linux OS. And, and, I, and I guess just, you also kind of pay for the size compression. Like, yeah, that seems to be the biggest sell is that it's like, oh, it's a small box you can put in your living room. But just put a bigger box in your living room. You could, it like, I've never seen a living room that can't, like, hold a PC somewhere and be fine. Like, what living room are you in that you need such a tiny box in order to get all this functionality out of? I don't know. Maybe... Maybe there's some p people out there who are like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life, but I'm just, I cannot find the appeal in it. Yeah, I, I agree for the Steam box, but for the NVIDIA one, I'm really interested in that one. I have not looked into the NVIDIA one, yeah. so I, I can't say much it's, it's as different. Far as that. It's a different, like, thing. Like, it's right. on live and everything like that, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, the okay. Steam box, I would probably want it to, you know, like, and for downstairs, if anything, yeah. Matt, did you say you watched the whole yeah. NVIDIA presentation? I missed the end, like, the, that last oh, okay. video. The last video, but I watched most, pretty much all of it, you know, when The Witcher 3 <laughs> came out and everything and everything before that. Um, well, then then you might actually be better equipped than, than me, because I, I was just, like, reading um, notes and news reports about it. Oh, well, but, go through your, your, yeah, your yeah. points, yeah. So, so... On, on their presentation, they announced that they are going to be entering the home console market with a home console of, of the NVIDIA Shield. I don't know if you guys are, are familiar with the NVIDIA Shield, but it was yeah. kind of a, a a portable streaming machine. Uh, it's kind like of like really... the Steam Box, but portable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And more expensive. And, <laughs> way, and more. way fucking more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but they're like home version equivalent of it is going to be $200 and it android based which is which is weird they're gonna have specs on this thing that are along the lines of um like twice the xbox 360 processor and 16 times the ram and you can play games natively on it they have to be android versions of games which mm. which there a few were existing like in the presentation i believe they used borderlands as an example they're making borderlands making android crisis, versions of the borderlands games crisis uh, uh um grid no no grid was on the thing but yeah they had crisis running 30 frames yeah. per second as well and 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 the grid i know great right and the grid is um <laughs> it's god i hate like there are three different grids in the world now there's the old midway arcade game there's there's the dirt racing game and now there's the nvidia grid game streaming service which uh you can also use this 200 dollars box for is is an online like on live style game streaming service that uh that is subscription supported and like I, i'm interested to hear your thoughts on this matt because i see this as being less appealing than than a steam box 
Um, okay, so this one is 200 bucks. Um, you got Talos, the principal, running on there. You got, uh, can, and he was like, oh, can it run Crisis? And it couldn't run Crisis 3. And it looks pretty good. Uh, they also had the Borderlands pre-sequel. And then they had Doom 3 as well in there as well. Um, they were running like at 30 FPS or, you know, it, it, but like... They like had it like uh, um, they were saying like oh we we only did it for like a couple months or something like that and you know trying to bring it up like oh it could be sixty fps but it probably won't but then right. they they talked about the grid where they will be able to do um, for premium service uh, 1080p 60 fps now this is the same thing that on live was doing like oh the first time is happening no like everyone's doing this song like even PS4 yeah. had a streaming service as well but it was yeah, like yeah, laggy. PlayStation now right. Um, it, if they say they say like people have tried it and i was looking up articles to see like what people were saying about it and it, you know when they were doing in-house testing you know when the the people who are writing the articles were at their testing it of course it's going to be like perfect right uh they said mm-hmm. it was working um and they've been testing it all over the world and stuff like that so it's supposed to have no lag um they seem to have figured out a way for it to be um like they, what he says is less, it less less like the 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 time it takes for you to blink your eye half that time I, is what I he was saying. But uh, what, he, blinking no, yeah. like there are way too many frames <laughs> in an eye blink for that to be tolerable. Oh god, fuck this guy. But, Anyways, go on. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's funny. Um, it's funny because everyone was on the script, but then like they showed a couple games. Um, let's see here. They showed. The Resident Evil Revelations. They showed um, Metal Gear. Uh, what's the one that <laughs> Rising? No, no, Metal Gear. The the one that uh, was like Ground Zero. Ground Zero. They showed yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, I actually saw screenshots of that. Right, yeah. and then they showed Witcher Three, and the guy like comes out and he's like going off script, like, "Hey, what's up, man? How you doing?" Like these Polish guys were funny. <laughs> uh, he was like, "Oh, so um, yeah, like you, you, I'm going off script." script here but like you set this over and i i even know how this technology works but it seems to be working very, very fine and blah, blah blah like he was like talking about it and he seemed like legit like he was very surprised on it and um they they had witcher 3 running on a server that's like very far away or whatever and the guy was playing it backstage of course um and um he was just saying like oh it's it doesn't run it doesn't run it's running but it's not like all like all maxed out and everything like that and it's like oh you know we'll we it'll be maxed out later and stuff like that so i wonder i really wonder if they're going to be able to pull this off when it gets like out there um Mm -hmm. and you know everyone has it and and i know people not everyone has fast internet and everything right. like that. Well, this isn't pull this like you off. said. This hasn't been done before on live. Actually, marketed a set top box with a yeah. uh, with a controller that and a piece of hardware time. of their own. And look how well they turned out. <laughs> they did not turn out well. I remember when they first again, came they out, they Nvidia, failed, and then they but... did it again, and they failed again. And it it wasn't bad sometimes, but sometimes it was. And I don't know, like in the U.S., where everything is dominated by Comcast and Comcast, like it's constantly the US going down have good internet, right? and stuff like that. Like, this stuff hap- stuff happens to your internet. You're not always gonna have internet. I feel like where is where's the place for this? Uh, for 
unless you have consistent internet and it never goes down and you're like your 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 brother is not downloading porn in the next room how like <laughs> how are you going to get the 1080p 60 fps that you really want i i feel like i rather and just have a better <laughs> pc you know and i, I right. feel i already feel weird about <laughs> buying digital um digital like uh games digital like, games yeah, yeah i don't i don't know like especially it, it's it gets even weirder when you're already paying a subscription service and you're paying for a 60 dollar game that you can only play online uh-huh. it, it feels a little bit weird i, I feel like i'm talking about <laughs> talking i i'm going over to jimmy's side all of a sudden <laughs> when i'm talking about this thing <laughs> uh, but yeah like i if if we live in a perfect world and this actually works and everyone's internet is fine then this will be something really cool for people i don't even know if it would be cool though like i don't i really i've made videos about how how much i don't like the idea of primarily streaming games over the internet because like the way i see it if if the box next to my tv is not actually running games on it and is actually playing videos on it from somewhere else on the internet and they're like shitty and blurry and laggy Mm -hmm. then i i would want to like offset that that quality with cost like um and you can run games natively on on the nvidia shield but they would have to be uh android os android tv based ports of the game and the selection is not going to be great and on a steam machine if they're running natively and you don't have windows installed on the thing then they would have to be running on a uh, valve's um steam os linux port version of the game but if it just comes down to the fact that you're going to primarily be using this box mostly for streaming stuff, I, I see uh, me having more fun streaming it from my own computer that I own in my house that has the game running on it rather than than there's somewhere in the Internet that might just screw up any minute completely outside of my control. Mm-hmm. And I'd also be able to do it for $50 with the little Steam Link box rather than the $200 NVIDIA Shield box. Yeah. And I, we 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 said that the the streaming thing works very well. Like uh, when me and George, um, I think you already said that George, but when we were playing, uh, what was it? Uh, the Civ we might have been playing Civ. Yeah, yeah Civ is the like, one there was like that no I always lag. come back to. Well, you don't notice it in Civ because it's turn based. Ah. Like you literally will not notice it. Yeah. Um, because the pace of the game, it, it just does not react instantly to your inputs, no matter how you play, no matter what frame rate it's going. You just kind of sit and wait rather than uh, press a button and watch a thing happen. All right. Yeah. Break, Anyways, break. we we got more. We got more, break. but we also have to have to pee. Yeah. We'll be right back. Yeah. Uh, first, let me take a nice sip of this water. For the uh, you know, for the people out there, you mm. sound like you're doing like a brand deal thing. This this podcast brought to you by Maps Water, yes. Maps Water and uh, and Arena Nut the, Cereal. The Arena <laughs> Nut Cereal. Let me go lever. get some cereal right now. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a second. Bye. Morning, kids. It's a Pac-Man day with my crispy corn cereal coming your way. With marshmallows. Delicious. 
Hello and welcome back to the TOVG podcast. Um, we should probably get right back into it. There's Hell a yeah. lot to go over and times. <laughs> We're not getting any younger. Um, okay, I'm not done with NVIDIA though. They they announced a stupid new graphics card okay. called the, the GTX Titan X. It Titan looks X. like an Xbox. Like the graphics <laughs> card itself looks like an Xbox, not not an Xbox One, an Xbox original. Like yeah. it's just this big black gaudy thing Ooh. with with like green trimming. It, it's okay. it's uh it's got twelve gigabytes of RAM, which is almost as much as my computer. So what you're saying is that it's like PC gamer cool. Yeah, it's got eight billion <laughs> transistors. A questionable Chinese source has uh, reported an estimated price of of thirteen fifty, and by that I mean one thousand three hundred fifty, which is more than oh. the cost of my computer. Right. But I, and in their tagline for it, they're saying that this thing's like built for br br built for vr. Yeah. Um. The the oh. idea being, of course, when you have a game running on a vr headset, you're uh, rendering two frames at the same time for the uh-huh. the 3d effect. Right. And uh, you also generally want very very high frame rates because if the head tracking doesn't uh, track smoothly, it causes nausea and disorientation in the user. Right. Um. And so like while a frame rate of 60 is is like generally tolerated as like a great standard to have for most games, a lot of uh, VR experts say it's like the bare minimum you need to have a a acceptable VR experience. Wow. And um, well, a lot of these tech demos aim for like an FPS of 90, or in Sony's case, we're about to start getting into 120 hertz territory. Uh-huh. But anyways, wow, there's there's going to be like you're going to need serious hardware to run a high end game in VR pleasantly. So I, I wouldn't imagine if we see more like incredibly stupidly expensive high end hardware coming out to support that. And another thing that just like bothers me about this whole thing is um. Like, all the progress that's been made to kind of consolidate all the boxes someone has in their house uh-huh. into, into smaller boxes is, like, it might just completely go out the window with VR. Right. Because um, they're going to be, like, interfaces. They're going to be motion controllers lying around. They might even be motion sensors lying around tracking motion tracking LEDs on the hardware itself and, mm-hmm. and just kind of making things a bit more of a cluttery mess than, than they would have been otherwise. Um, Sony has uh, revealed an updated version of Project Morpheus, which, like I said earlier, is aiming for a 120 hertz, 1080p display. And I cannot possibly imagine most PS, most good-looking, that is, PS4 games reaching that target, especially when they're rendering two frames at a time of of the image. Yeah. Um, it is set to launch early 2016. Release dates for this stuff are, are finally coming out, which is weird. Like, have you guys heard about an Oculus Rift release date? What the hell's happening to Oculus? It keeps I getting like, delayed. Oculus was the big name until hey, t- hey, this thing. More yeah. like Oculus Myth, am I right? Oh, God. <laughs> Well, I guess it's like great that they kind of kickstarted so much interest into VR that yeah. uh, that so many other companies are like now in a position <laughs> poised to make the dream happen. But it's just like yeah, it's funny. It's I, funny I'm gonna have to look up the latest Oculus Rift release window target. It's funny because now that you mention that, it almost seems like Oculus. Their only success of that Kickstarter <laughs> was just kickstarting like VR yeah. as a general as, as like an idea as and, like a and concept. When their version comes out, it's gonna be like the shitty Kickstarter one. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like Valve is gonna have this super duper high end expensive <laughs> one yeah. that uh that, that the people with high quality tastes are gonna want. <laughs> and 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 the Oculus Rift is just is gonna be like 
Crowdfall was <laughs> just going to take access over. Crowdfarted <laughs> Kickstarter one. Anyways. Oh, boy. Um, so Project Morpheus, 120 Hertz, 1080p. They're, uh, they're showcasing it off with a, like, steampunk-themed London heist demo where you twist knobs and, um, turn, turn cranks with your PlayStation Move controllers. Uh, there's a PS4 port of Wasteland 2 coming out. Um. Hooray. Also, also, yeah, I know. Shovel Knight, they have a Kratos boss section in the PlayStation version. It's kind of interesting <laughs> how uh, doing a Soul Calibur 2 thing, like console-themed um, wow. um, people involved in the different ports of the game. Like, like right. the Battletoads are going to be in the Xbox one. Right. And the PC one, just, I, I guess they get more Shovel Knight content. Um, but that's yeah. later. Uh, the Microsoft conference, not a lot of... Comparatively, not a lot of... Um, as, as interesting things coming out. They're not pushing VR, they're pushing the HoloLens, which are futuristic augmented reality right. rather than virtual reality goggles. <sighs> Can I've you believe that. I'm saying these words? The future, yeah. man. Anyways, um, <laughs> these, these goggles are also billed as a standalone Windows 10 device. Uh, unfortunately, one of the engineers was killed in a horrible car accident the, the day after the, uh, the GDC press conference. Jeez. Let's see, let's see. Uh, their, their press conference reaffirmed the company's position that Windows 10 is going to be a big opportunity to take back market leadership in gaming by announcing Xbox Live PC integration mm. as as a competitor to Steam. Mm. Yay! No! Yay! This is going to be great! Remember that time? Yeah. It's going to be time? such a it's good track record. I want to forget that time, Jimmy. People mm. are finally at a stage where they are retroactively forgetting that. Like, Dark Souls has been updated to pretend that it never happened. Remember that fucking time when I bought Dark Souls on PC and all I wanted to do was play Dark Souls? And my wife yeah. was watching Netflix on my Xbox 360 behind me and it was like, yo, sign in with your Windows Live. And I was like... I don't know why the fuck I need to do that, but maybe I'll do it. And then I sign in, and immediately she gets booted off of Netflix oh. so that I can play Dark Souls. Remember that fucking time? Oh. Remember that fucking time, Microsoft? Oh. Microsoft ruined your marriage. Microsoft ruined... Thanks, Microsoft. No, Microsoft ruined Dark Souls for me. It I ruined not, Dark Souls I have and never, got your wife angry at you I have, for a My night. first impression of Dark Souls was signing into to Windows Live for PC. So fuck that. And mm -hmm. fuck this. We're mm -hmm. not going to get sponsored by Microsoft anymore, Jimmy. Oh, <laughs> fuck <-hoo>. Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Them and their direct X-less, Windows-less PC gaming future can suck my thumb. I, I, I am ready for some, like, revolution. Like, we, we got VR, we got, like, Valve making a push for a lot of things. It's, 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 it's weird. It's really weird. It's about time. And I wonder who's like, going to be on top. Has just been, I really, gaming gonna, has just been stagnant for, like, the past ten years. Yeah. Like, the big, the last big, um... I guess kind of advent of, of graphical fidelity was around the time, I guess, like the interface was yeah. was around the time the N64 came out and that really kind of didn't get perfected until the generation afterwards. And now we're actually like seeing a, a big paradigm shift in how people are going to be interfacing with games for the first time in like, what, almost 20 years. I'm ready for, for Gabe I'm ready. Newell. I'm ready for Gabe Newell to come back like Aragorn from Lord of the Rings and take up the crown of Gondor and lead the people once again into an era of prosperity. Wow, you sound so nerdy. 
You sound like like the prototypical PC master race guy. You have to shock like this. You have to do the voice. It doesn't have to be Gabe Newell. It just has to not be anybody from Microsoft or oh, yeah. anybody from yeah. Apple. I mean, I just, guess without just saying. Just let us get Whoa, a thing. Apple. I don't that's know if I'm okay It might be Oculus. I, it I might know, be mentioning Steam. Apple in the same, in a gaming it, podcast, yeah, am I right? not. But you know what I mean. I'm ready to, to fucking just be like, instead of like, oh, computers, and then like, you, you think ex- two names. Like, I'm ready for there to be like, any amount of names and be able to pick my own whatever and like, just have an okay time gaming that's not like weighed down by UPlay and Windows Live for PC. Or and fucking I, I'm just really. Oh God, I, I hate streaming so much because I don't want to have two different. Like it's it's bad enough having Origin on my computer for the two games I, I ever want to play on Origin. Right. I just can't imagine having like two different branded streaming boxes connected to different game libraries. Like what if EA has a streaming box and Ubisoft has a streaming box? And you can't play each other's games on either one of them because your your subscription services to the EA streaming subs- fuck that. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah. That sounds like a like a corporate controlled apocalypse dystopia that that uh, you you just like kind of need to be. You would need to have <laughs> like a very stable, happy life in order to have that that kind of product even be tolerable. Otherwise, you'd probably just kill yourself. Because yeah, yeah. everything would be done. Everything would be done. What, Other GDC news. What do you think oh, about God. the VR? Like, so many people coming out with VR. Do you think that there's enough money in the world for fuck. all of them to be successful? Or is it all the no, money going to be spread like out? Like any market. Or some people are just going to pick one? Of, one? Like... I, yeah, like any market, like the consumers are going to pick a good product, and if it dominates enough, it'll be the go-to. Like maybe there'll be an alternate one, but it'll just have to be like a high-end or a low-end alternate one. I wonder if people and have I think enough right money now to spend it might on this. Kind of a clusterfuck. I imagine. I don't know. The Oculus Rift, I think, has always targeted a kind of three hundred dollar uh, consumer price range, but that seems it, kind of doable, the, I guess. The, I don't know. It, I, but the thing is, you I, have to I, have I a good PC in order to run it too. So you have to have a good well, PC. Well, then you could just set everything to low and, and be fine. <laughs> and it just like yeah. scars your eyes for all the jaggies that are in there. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I would totally replay a VR version of Half Life Two, which Ooh. which is gonna run it like. 800 frames per second <laughs> regularly, maybe 400 frames per second when, when the image gets split in two for VR. It would be fine. Like, have you guys seen that video of the uh, motion-controlled VR Half-Life 2 where you actually have to, like, put the controller up to your face to aim down the iron sights of the gun? It completely changes the game. Yeah, I'm completely, sure it does. Whole, whole new beast. Hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We're, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have fun. It'll be a clusterfuck for a while until I guess the business kind of figures out the uh, standard practices and interfaces yeah, I, to make things smooth for the consumer. I, but I think after that point and after a dominant product comes out, it's gonna be pretty great. P- P- mm-hmm. hey, don't you know that you know that weird weird thing? Uh, last thing weird, weird thing where Avatar people were like wanting to kill themselves because they wish they were in the Avatar. Yeah. You could you could I well, could totally see that in stupid. VR. Can you imagine like uh BioShock Infinite being like VR and people are like really already really weird when it came down to Elizabeth? 
So, like, yeah, people I can, fall I can in see love that. with characters. No. Oh my yeah, god! I can understand are that. We, are we talking about now? Other GDC news. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like I said earlier, Metal Gear Solid Five has a release date: September first for console, September fourteenth for PC. If you are buying a console for this game, don't get it on PC. It's going to come <laughs> out two weeks later. You're not going to miss out on anything. Shut up, Jimmy. Uh, Wolfenstein: <laughs> The Old Blood is uh, that was announced as a like twenty dollar mini digital only prequel expansion type deal like like a blood dragon kind of thing right the trailer for it's really cheesy it doesn't take itself seriously and uh i i, I really enjoyed wolfenstein the new order so um i wouldn't mind you know just having more wolfenstein in my life uh unreal engine 4 is going to be free for anyone's use that's um, tight this is the yeah, thing I, I care about <laughs> which uh yeah like i actually might get into mapping when the new unreal tournament comes out yeah, which seriously. is going to be free and, and supporting itself off of I guess a system they haven't really like figured out yet or released yet. I I, I talked about this a while ago when when they first announced. It. Apparently, they're going to be monetizing user made content yeah. or something to support this project. But whatever. Uh, it's Unreal Engine totally free. Uh, Unreal Tournament totally free. They released some new uh, new videos, a new version of the alpha as well. The Unreal Tournament pre alpha you can download. It looks great. I am eager to see if it runs great. Right. Um, and this might also, just considering that the bar for entry is low and that there's going to be an active scene and that I love Unreal Tournament games, this might be enough to get me back into modding for a little while. Whoa. Um, yeah, I want to make maps. Jimmy, we should make maps together. Yeah, we can do like a... That would actually be really fun. That actually would be really like fun. I, I really, that's like long been my favorite part of many you, games. You guys the, have time uh, for that? Yes. No. <laughs> no. But but later we'll we make we'll, time. Damn it. We'll fantasize about it. <laughs> oh right. Um, we'll Skype about how we want to, and then we won't do it. Some uh, new information about the Mad Max game, which I was very not interested in earlier, mm-hmm. is uh, coming out. That's making me a little more interested in it. It's um, going to be developed by Avalanche Studios, mm. who made the Just Cause games. Okay. And they released some new trailer and gameplay, and it does kind of look like Just Cause in a desert. Uh, hmm. Basically, like over the top crazy stunts on top of rickety uh, road warrior themed car rigs. Yeah, that's weird um, because the, the last Mad gen Max versions film is not like that. But yeah, what? No, there's always a uh, huge, really long car chase scene at the end of all of those movies where they do some crazy stunts on top of moving cars, like you do in Just Cause. <laughs> I just watched the first one. At the end I of, just watched the first one. Oh, none the of that first happened. one. No, the first. That's not a real. It's called Mad Max, but that's not a real Mad Max movie. The Damn. Road Warrior movies Shots. are what actually really? started. Shots. Yeah, no. Y- y- watch Road Warrior. You will have a really fun time, and you will also like see. Wow, Fallout ripped this off really hard. And then watch Beyond Thunderdome, and you'll be like, oh, this one isn't as good, but still fun. Okay. And I'll also, watch that. Fallout ripped it off really hard. Right no, now. I actually, I thought Mad Max wasn't really a great movie, but Road Warrior is one of my favorite movies of all time. Whoa. Damn. Okay, I'm downloading this. That's some Kanye I missed shit something right there. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Kanye, Kanye West? Did you just... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. He's, he was like, I'm sorry, Matt, and I'm going to let you finish, but. Road Warriors was the best movie of all time. Uh, oh, the best. Oh, yeah. well, no. Okay, like, I, didn't, Matt, I didn't feel like it was that unclear. If you've if you've watched the Mad Max trilogy, you'd know what Matt is talking about because the first movie has a drastically different style and tone from the other yeah. two. Right. I I'm, like they yeah. even changed the name. Right. It was it was Mad Max and then it was Road Warrior. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, 
they're, they're also canceling the last gen versions. They're totally going next gen with this thing, which I think is is it's neat. It smart. might it may might be reflected in in the quality of the gameplay, kind of mm-hmm. kind of improving things, expanding and getting crazier, so they don't have to scale it back for older older consoles. <sighs> um, last thing, Shovel Knight: Plague of Shadows is going to be a free Shovel Knight expansion for anyone yeah. who owns it on PC. Free stuff. Uh, they're gonna be yeah, yeah, I know, and it's Shovel Knight, so you can't go wrong. Yeah, right. Um. There's also going to be a couple more console versions. It's coming to PS4 and Xbox One. PlayStation versions get the Kratos. Xbox versions get the Battletoads. Yeah. I'm interested to see if the Battletoads are going to be a boss or like an alternate character or like a co-op buddy or something. Uh, it's got to be a boss. They wouldn't put... They wouldn't show favoritism towards Xbox and putting in a bunch of characters like that, like to play as... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's, that's I, c- I could easily imagine the three battle toads like bouncing around a stage and you like down thrusting, bouncing from one to another. That would be fun. Yeah, I, I mean it'll make it, it'll they're make toads, a cool, they jump. Make a cool addition. Um, yeah, it's a fun reference. I, it's funny that they like, like, I'm I, I'm not like I wasn't present in the conversation obviously, so I couldn't say that they chose. But like, it's funny that like of all the Microsoft, uh, like IPs that are like available, like. Banjo, Banjo Kazooie, <laughs> well, Halo, rare. and everything. They, they have rare, rare, yeah. Right, so, but Battle it's Toads. just funny that it's like Battle Toads. But I, well, it it's fits also, the fact it fits that the it's the retro, nostalgia. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, how cool would it have been to to duke it out with Master Chief in in Shovel Knight? I, uh, I'm cool with Battle Toads. You mean you can just go fucking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jimmy. Was that some some Kanye shit? <laughs> no, it was not. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> God, I'm I'm sorry. I'm trying to concentrate on how to segue into the next topic. So you don't have to, because EA shut down Maxis. Yeah, they did. <laughs> They're uh, Maxis, the home studio. the The brand will be alive, but but the heart and the soul of Maxis is uh, is gone forever, my friends. Yeah. Uh, Maxis Emeryville, which is uh, in the San Francisco, Oakland kind of area, has closed down according to tweets from ex-employees. They didn't even officially announce it until after the fact. Like, they were trying trying to be really, really mum and quiet about this thing while GDC was going on, and it did not work. People people got, people got sads. Yeah. Um, so, I can't totally say that I'm like, feeling the sads or super surprised because we had that big SimCity fiasco yeah. uh, about a year and a half ago uh-huh. where um, where they released a really bad SimCity game. They kind of lied about the online-only requirement and kind how of. required it was. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. And kind of. Well, I like saying kind of because it means I don't have to like be accountable um, <laughs> for saying wow. something stupid. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's kind Fair of enough. great. Fair enough. It's kind of great. Um, and also there's just like, even before SimCity, there was just a like huge delay in Maxis games at all. Like, like, I don't even know. Do they even make Sims anymore? Is that done by some other EA studio? Oh, and, and like I don't the know. Sims 4 kind of released with a whole bunch of controversy and, and scale backs and sads of its own. Yeah. Yeah. People uh people didn't like how they didn't have pools or toddlers until far after launch. Yeah. They uh they had to apologize. EA had to apologize and own up for that. Like like I I don't know. I just see the Maxis of the past like eight years being a shell of its former self. <laughs> so when they close it down and 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 shut it up, I'm like. 
Well, it's it's sad, but I I can't say I didn't see it coming. You know, it's made yeah. by Maxis and the Sims Studio. This. Interesting. I wonder what the Sims Studio is. Like they could keep Sims going it's, forever it's without Maxis at this point. It's a part of Maxis. Oh. Uh, yeah. So that's weird. How hard can it be to make The Sims these days? Probably not. I mean, like the past three Sims games, well, Sims two through four, they they all kind of they kind of look the same to me. That's why I yeah. never bought them. I, I got The Sims two. I'm like, this does not look like much of an upgrade, even though it probably is. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, you're 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 pretty accurate from what I know. Uh, Sims two is kind of the definitive game because that one had like a bajillion expansions, and every game after that was just like. It was just like a scaled back version that like eventually expanded to meet the pre- the previous version, you know. Yeah, you know, which is kind of a skeezy practice. Oh no, it's definitely skeezy practice. Um, speaking of skeezy EA practices, already before the game is even out, they have announced premium versions of Battlefield Hardline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you mean that game that was like almost a year ago? I saw it at E3. Like and there was guys playing it on the roof. Yeah, they delayed it by six months because no one liked the first beta. They came out with a second beta that's um gotten some some more positive reviews than the first one. But after playing the first one, I I just I guess either I'm doing it either I'm not playing the next beta again, or hadn't played it when it was out because of uh, either trying to keep from spoiling it or because after playing the previous one, I just yeah. Like, Battlefield's such a weird brand. I, I really want to like it. I had so much fun with Battlefield 3. I even had fun with, like, the premium Battlefield 3. I bought Battlefield 3 on sale for, like, 10 bucks, and then Battlefield 3 premium a few months later. Yeah. And it was basically a map pack with about twice the maps of the original game in it. Uh-huh. And they were really, really good maps, yeah. too. Like, they really scaled things up on a much, uh, much larger level than the vanilla maps. Like, it, it was not... It, it was like a high-quality expansion pack, kind of. And I was totally okay with it. And um, But the thing is, it was still like a DLC pack that was priced the same on launch, at least, as the full game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, guys, if you like Battlefield, just play it and enjoy yourself. Just don't buy it at launch. Right. It's, uh, it's a good strategy to have for anything in life, really. But um, it's still... <laughs> skeezy EA marketing practice because the launch price is so very exorbitant and it's already being announced Battlefield Hardline Premium is already being announced as a $50 uh, service you can buy into on top of the $60 game that uh, includes two weeks early access to story themed digital expansion packs great Um, everyone's favorite uh, story story themed digital expansion packs I wonder what that means because, like, Battlefield Hardline is supposed to have a significant single-player portion that the previous games in the series did not. And, yeah, and, but, like... Uh, like, multiplayer maps, they have, like, value to them that lasts longer than single-player levels. Yeah, but, I mean, on top of that, doesn't... Like, how many FPS games have we seen that have promised, like, like a notable single-player experience that was like, ah, this is a little better? Yeah. I feel like it's a pretty long list. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. A Wolfenstein lot. might be one of them with this, uh, this this Wolfenstein: The Old Order thing coming out. Really? Yeah. Well, it's like a twenty dollar little like standalone expansion thing. Yeah, and, ah, that's true. That's true. But it is twenty dollars, right? You know, and that makes a huge difference. Wolfenstein: The Old Blood. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it The Old Order. Yeah, that's what confused me. You said The Old Order. I was like, Order's getting a prequel? What? It is. Do we? Um, it's gonna be a prequel to Wolfenstein: The New Order, and it's gonna be twenty dollars. And 
as opposed to like Battlefield Hardline content being fifty dollars. Are you t- you're talking about Wolfenstein? Yeah, I said the order because you said the order. Oh my god, you're right. Because <laughs> Wolfenstein, the new order, is different from the order. Right, that's what I was. This, talking This is about. like talking about grid. Like there, there are three different grids. Now there are two different orders. <sighs> Fucking video games. Wow. Video games are, are dumb. Video games are for dummies. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make this into much. a pottery podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, I really... It's just weird. Like, after hearing all this news, the one thing I'm most excited about is the prospect of uh, loading up Unreal Engine 4 and making <laughs> yeah. maps for Unreal Tournament. I really want to make maps for some reason. Yeah. It was so fun when I was a kid in high school to just, like, going home every day and working on my maps. Or played Dude, at school on the computers. I would jump on uh, Warcraft 3 Map Maker all the time. Shit was my jam. I love that. I made tower defenses. It's good times. I was a... Uh, a, a I don't want to... I made a lot of mods for Jedi Knight 2 and Jedi Academy. Yeah. Oh, man. And one of my favorites was a, a map that I did that was a recreation of the lobby gunfight in the Matrix, <laughs> which, like, probably, like, countless other, like, 15, 16-year-old kids who grew up in the late 90s probably did that same exact thing. Uh-huh. But I was having I was having a blast with it. And, and you know, in the process, too, I also learned a little bit about about what it's like making games and video game content which has certainly probably maybe helped my my perspective for this stuff I'm doing nowadays <laughs> anyways anyway. we got a couple good questions from uh, the community mm-hmm. we might not be able to get through them all but uh, let's start from the top the AJ sheet the age the eight the, the, the angry game the angry gaming show the the a the AJG show the AJ sheet. Oh my god, I can't. George, I can't. I just can't. The, the angry AJG show. JG JG JG. The AJG show. There you go. Angry Joe there gaming you go. show. It's because you have like two like right, rubbery, right. Yeah, no, I gooey get it. I got it. consonants right next to each other. But it's fine though. The AJG show asks: You are now in a nightmare scenario from your childhood with a monster you were always afraid of as a kid, but that monster is actually coming to your aid. Describe what is happening. I don't think, no. I, I think I read this question on the, on the, uh, the forums. On I think it forums. was a little bit different. Did you change it? Well, it was. I paraphrase. Uh, okay, because I for, think for, it for the sake of of timeliness. Okay. Um. Well, I don't know what it well, would be okay. helping me with, but the monster Basically, from my childhood so, is definitely yeah. from Courage the Cowardly Dog, the King Tut. Oh, oh gosh. There are some good courage monsters. You, yeah, you know the one. I, I have the typical yeah. one, though. The return the slab. That was mine. Oh, God. And it had, like, a very... It looked like the scream yeah. kind of superimposed in this wacky cartoon. Yeah, Man, and he courage. had, like, like snake hair and everything. And that was the thing yeah. about that show that I never noticed. I watched a, like, retrospect on, like, why courage was so scary. And it's because all of the fear-related imagery is done in an art style that's not the same as the rest of the show. So it's, like, really inconsistent and bizarre. Like, the background's in Resident Evil. Yeah, it does this thing where it fucks with your head because, like, that guy, the, like, uh, the King Tut guy, he's, like, not, like, exactly South Park style, but it's, like, cutouts that are kind of, like, Mm -hmm. like animated all, like, weirdly. Almost like Mode 7's, like, paper cutouts. And then, like, a lot of the other stuff is, like, weird, like, claymation or 3D animation. And it, it, like, it's so, like, off-putting because it's, like, it, like, fucks with your head because it's not the regular art 
That's why it scared me so much as a so, kid. So what would King Tut do as, as a sidekick or, or like a <laughs> summon or a helper? I, he would probably just say return the slab or suffer my curse because that's all he ever did in the show. <laughs> so he's going to help me by doing that. I don't know what he's helping me with. He's, so, so he's like an intimidation yeah, uh, yeah. factor. So, so like in an RPG, he would like debuff opponents like, like minus four <laughs> constitution or something. Yes, yeah. While, while someone else actually deals the damage. Right, right. Yeah. He's a good support okay. character. I, I could see that. Um, so, you know, earlier when I was looking at this question, I don't think I had, like, that monster as a kid. Uh-huh. Like, that recurring monster from, from pop fiction just, like, showing up whenever I looked in a dark closet or something as a child. But now that I'm thinking about it, I did. There, there's an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark mm. where these kids find a hidden pool inside of their school. Oh, man. And, and in the pool, did you did you see this? No, yeah, I never I watched that this show one. as a kid. Okay, Matt, Matt, you, you know though that, that horrible, yeah. like, skeletal, rotting corpse Ugh. zombie <laughs> yeah. that lives inside the secret pool? Yeah. These kids, they think they're having such a fun time Mm-mm. in the pool, but, Mm-mm. oh my god, like, that, that monster, it looks really really legit i remember that scene when they find the pool it's oh it's ingrained in my brain oh yeah and it's so surreal too because it's like a pristine well-maintained pool that they like find behind a secret door in a locker and there's no reason for it to exist other than to house this like horrible zombie monster they have like an old an old janitor like helping them out helping them solve this mystery and the janitor like has a stroke and goes into shock when he sees this zombie Mm. and the kids are like oh god we're (laughs) on our own now (laughs) wow that's dark and and yeah yeah, like like when when you when you need an adult and the adult can't even handle it you know you're fucked (laughs) (laughs) come here Um, kids but i guess in in like a video game context, if this if this monster had some um some abilities, he he would have two powers and he would move very slowly. And the first would be like a redead stun scare. Oh yeah, classic. That that would freeze um characters over a certain age. <laughs> As he slowly walks towards them and then like eats them with the strong grapple. I'm basically imagining a redead, you know? Yeah. Because like that happens in the show. Like like this guy, he just like freezes in place and, and turns over in the raft while this zombie's attacking these kids. Uh-huh. So um So yeah, that's that's <laughs> what, what he would do. And I guess I would like you'd have to be using a projectile character with him because uh are we talking about you wouldn't want to get up close yeah we're, we are we are <laughs> matt what's uh what, what's your monster and what's his video game version oh, and oh, how would you um, oh that's what we're strategize doing okay with well him? yeah yeah um well my monster is uh i used to have a lot of nightmares as a kid um oh no and uh yeah i used to live in a ghost here house on too, the but that's a story for another time um ghost house <laughs> sorry um, I, it, I, so i, I, I just said to every time i was in this nightmare i would never see the monster's face only the side of it oh no yeah so he would come chase me all this type of stuff weird 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 dreams and holding me down lots of stuff like that but i would never see the face i would always see just like you know the chin the side of the face stuff like that uh Mm -hmm. always in a different like wearing masks stuff like that um very very weird um 
as you think about no face a little bit, but except I, I like you, it's wow. always off the corner. Yeah, always that, off that the is frame. Hardcore. Like imagine always the face is off the frame. Your 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 childhood nightmares had cinematic direction. Yes, <laughs> it did. It did. Um, I always I always think I could probably make some really good horror films um, because I I really had a messed up mine back in when I was a little Maybe kid. Maybe you could make maps with us in Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's and express right. some of that inner creativity to make and some make a lot of money. Shit. Yeah. Um, my in-game character, he would uh, come in, but, like, the <laughs> the screen will go black. I, I always... Mm-hmm. I don't know. For some reason, I have this image of, like, him being, like, a Bleach character that you just never see. He's always has his turn, <laughs> the back turn, and he just comes in and goes, Ben, Kate! And then he just it just kills everybody. And it kills everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be great. Van Van Kai version of uh, no faceless monster. Yeah, that's yeah. my video game character. The way the way you were framing it, I was kind of imagining like an Advance Wars screen where, <laughs> or or like a um like a special in a fighting game where the frame just stops and some really well drawn art slides across the screen <laughs> while someone shouts something and shit blows up in the background yeah. behind it. Yeah, that's realistic. That sounds I, fun. For some reason I, I I have this image of you know the, the monster coming up to my aid. I looking straight, he passes me, but I don't see his face because his back is turned to me. But he looks at the enemy and the enemy's just looking at his face as they like they're their flesh melts off. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then he just that's walks so away, but he still doesn't look at me, and he walks off. It's interesting that the two, actually, no, all three of the monsters, their primary like abilities would be related to intimidating with a sight line, like kind of like, freezing or stunning or just freaking out. Uh, a boss things summon with with their face. He would totally be a boss <laughs> summon. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down with that. Mm. Well, let's make this happen, guys. Um, <laughs> Unreal Engine is free. It's free. It's, it's free. free. It's free. Express yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Express yourself. Express us. <laughs> yeah. Express us selves. Yes. Um, we got another another name. Square. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm. I don't even. Square per square. Skip. Skipper, skipper. That sounds better. Yeah. What do you think about Sega Genesis and Dreamcast? Have you had any experience with them? How popular were Sega consoles in the U.S.? I'm guessing this person's got to be someone who is not from the U.S. because the answer is very popular. Well, the Genesis was the Dreamcast, not so much. But the Genesis had a damn good run in the U.S. That was the first real console war. Yeah, like, my very first video game memories are actually of playing Ghosts and Goblins on, and Sanic 2 yeah. on a uh, childhood friend's Sega Genesis, maybe even before I had my Nintendo. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, no, and everyone in school, they either had one or the other and would argue about it on the on the playroom, and, and I guess the, the kids who had Genesis would grow up to be, like, weird Sonic fans, and the kids who have Nintendos would grow up to be well-adjusted normal folks like myself <laughs> and, and my friends here on the TOVG podcast. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. Well, well-adjusted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, hey, I used to play Just a say lot kind of, of before Dreamcast. Um, yeah, I had a Dreamcast too when I was growing up. I'm not gonna lie, I went through an incredibly stupid and embarrassing Sonic phase when I was like 11. Dang. <laughs> I uh, I went back and played Sonic Adventure 2 about two years ago, after um, like 
12 years of, of not even ever having to think about this game. And it was like so bad. I wanted to call my dad and like apologize for for him buying me these things as a kid. Damn. But I still loved it. I loved my Dreamcast. I, it had some great games on it. They just weren't Sonic games. I um for Genesis, I always went over a friend house to play that. But for Dreamcast, I bought me one. And, man, it was super expensive back then too. Like really expensive. I remember it being like nine nine ninety nine. Never forget. Yeah. What was it? Okay, because I remember seeing it, was it for nine five hundred dollars. Oh my god! And I was just like, oh no, I'm I talking about what, the date, why? not the really, not the launch cost. I don't know how much it costs. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. remember. I don't remember, but I remember that. I mean, I was like ten. My my dad bought it for me, so I, would, um, I had no clue what I was doing. I was, I was a kid, so I, I saw numbers, and I'm like, oh, that's too many nines. But um, <laughs> I used to burn games and and play it on there. One, one. Yeah, you could do that with the yeah, Dreamcast dude. super easily. Super easy. You didn't need to mod it. If yeah. I had my plug, I would totally play the sound for you guys because I know that's. The nostalgia right there like just hearing that <laughs> they they oh, made oh god that was like really the beginning of of like the homebrew emulator yeah. scene like loading bleem onto your dreamcast to play playstation games and we killed sega it was it was the we wild west it. we did well actually i didn't you did yeah, i had a friend up the street the though who who had a cd burner and that was before everyone had a cd burner in their computer you had to go to a friend's house and buy him some blank cds so he could make you <laughs> right, some some right, cds right. so oh he could he could um put put the Backstreet Boys and Aaron Carter on and maybe throw in Power Stone we, we for your Dreamcast. We had that Resident Evil guy. What you buying? And like we had that guy. He had he had uh, uh Dragon Ball Z pictures. He had um oh mixtape CDs and he had Dreamcast CDs. He also had some Yu-Gi-Oh cards and some Pokemon cards on the side as well. But like I remember that there was like there was like a whole hidden underground economy yes. in like middle schools for Dreamcast games games and and burnt cds oh my gosh that was that was the stuff man that was the stuff All right, we're kind of veering <laughs> okay. away though because God, i got talking about this for a while <laughs> the question is about sig genesis and dreamcast yeah i mean i don't even have to look it up the, the genesis was very very popular yeah. in the u.s of uh, every other person had one or the other it felt like either a snes or a genesis very healthy competition. They both did very well. And, and Dreamcast but, uh, was popular, but, but, as, but in a bad way. It, it was it was kind of underground. The Saturn was was a disaster. They didn't Sega oof, didn't pick it up oof. after the Genesis, but the Genesis was. I I remember mm. I remember that shit being everywhere. Yeah. It, the Dreamcast the Dreamcast is like in the U.S. is like everyone's favorite console, but like I don't know if people. This is also kind of the underdog with, on the console though. You know, I did. I I I I rented games for it every weekend. Yeah, when, it, it, when, man, the games were yeah. hard to find. Man, it was sad what happened to Dreamcast. Yeah, that's really scary. It's, it's a it's a strange console. Can you imagine that happened to Xbox and PS4 like in a year? Like just like you barely see games, and then GameStop's <laughs> like GameStop doesn't stock it anymore, and then all of a sudden Nintendo section gets bigger. <laughs> Call of I'm Duty sure, is I'm the sure. next Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh. I'm sure we got at least three more years, like at the bare minimum. If if everyone starts fucking up and doing everything wrong, we probably still have like three more years of high end AAA console video games. And even then, after that, if there is some horrible market crash, there's still going to be a niche of like smaller devs making stuff. Like, no, like video games are too much of a concrete cultural cornerstone of the world to just like go away. Oh, well, at, of course, ever totally. Like, yeah, PC, I'm not worried though, or like, scared damn. at all. Mm. It's, it's it's those indie games are they're doing their thing. 
and yeah, mm-hmm. and the Xbox and PS4 is kind of um, struggling. One last question. Let's go through it fast and then wrap mm-hmm. up. Uh, Matt CD42 asks us, "What are the top five butts in video games?" I don't know about you Ooh. guys. I actually made a list. I can't believe it. Like the this, this stuff this guy makes me do. I just, I actually made a list of game butts. Wow. Ooh. I, I, uh, well, go ahead. N- number one is uh, the the Metal Gear Solid Two Snake. Okay. It um, I like how <laughs> it provides comic relief in the middle of cutscenes. Like the camera will just kind of like they. <laughs> They do this with Snake. Like, they very, very meticulously render his, his like, skin-tight butt <laughs> in, in every game. In Metal Gear Solid 1, it's blocky, but they drew, like, a little a little outline of an ass crack. And in PlayStation 2, you actually have some blocky 3D modeling of the ass cracks. And um, in PS3, all of a sudden, it's a... Uh, it's, it's a smooth, shaded, bump-mapped uh, rump. And then in Ground Zeroes, there's like some fong shading and some rippling rubber. It's just like amazing how of all the things they concentrate on detailing in this model, it's it's the butt. And uh, it looks like he, he's feeling like he's wearing nothing at all in this thing. <laughs> I like how in Mario 64, there's there's a butt pound attack. Yeah, they, uh, a good they one. turned the butt into a very useful part of Mario's anatomy. Classic. <laughs> yes, yes, he's uh, he's using his butt for um, for tactical advantageous purposes, much like my Shiryanyu's quarter circle back punch attack, which uh, sends you flying halfway across the screen, butt forward, and nothing but destruction and pain <laughs> in your wake. So it's uh, it's brilliant, and um. Also, also the, the, the butts in River City Ransom when you go to the spa, they're just out there, no shame. You know, they're not they're not trying not trying to hide what goes on in this spa. Just <laughs> just dudes getting naked for no reason other than than I guess because uh, of some weird Japanese shit going on. Yeah. And then also Zero Suit Samus's butt because she's hot, I guess. Okay. Uh, um I you know, I from the top of my head here. Um I remember oh Tumor Raider. I was very interested uh-huh. in Tumor Raider in, in her butt. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like in your face for the whole game yeah, too. Yeah, it is. Um, but oh god, that brings back memories of Bayonetta too. When you equip the double sword thing, like it's just butt forward, straight center, straight centered on the camera. Anyway, sorry. I, I um, one that comes to mind is, as soon as you mentioned butts is uh, Miranda from the Mass Effect series. Because her butt was, like, genetically altered by her father yeah. to be the perfect butt in the galaxy. Yes. yes. <laughs> and this is, like, actually part of the lore that I'm not making up. Ah, uh, that's weird. Did not know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Miranda's daddy wanted her to be super duper hot and was like, hey, let's let's make our daughter have a great ass. Right. That's a weird thing. <laughs> I know. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna go say Alex from uh, Half Life Two. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't mind okay. seeing some. You were talking really? about VR in Half Life Two. Oh my and god! I would no, are we love really? To see that. <laughs> are we really? Are we really here? Hey, I, <laughs> I, you did all guys' butts, right? I thought Nuh-uh. I would just do. I, had, I just I had do it for the people. And zero I'll do it for the people. in there for. <laughs> I I had I had a diverse. An, an inclusive and diverse lineup of game butts, okay? Uh-huh. 
butts that that were nice to look at and butts that were also nice to play with, like Mario's. Whoa! Whoa. I got, I got, I got. I think Whoa. I got all the bases covered, and, and you're just and you're just going down this this perverse, <laughs> what do you completely mean? shameless, hey, fan service list. Listen, listen. <laughs> but butts are butts. <laughs> we're, we're not. <laughs> Everyone has them. Yep. Just. Yep. Uh huh. What about you, Jimmy? Uh, I'll, um, I'm just gonna say Ivy from Soul Calibur. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dear God. She's like wearing that all thong. renditions. <laughs> yeah, it gets more distracting every game. Yeah, doesn't it? I'll just leave it at that. She she has about as much on the entire rest of her costume as she has on her butt. And <laughs> in, in four at least. I Actually, you know what? Out of the I'm just, series I'm just gonna change one. it. The top five is it, in any order. Any of the five girls that are in Soul Calibur. <laughs> Pretty consistent. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good guy like butt, how, like a revolutionary butt that I've like, I really paid attention to, and I know there's one. I, and I already just can't remember. said snake. Like, I, and it's not even like it's just there. Like, I, I snake's butt is hilarious. Oh yeah, it's funny. It's a I, funny I butt. Mean, I still haven't played Metal Gear Solid, so I can't like. I can't, you like, will input. see a lot of snake butts Great. if you start if you start getting into that. There will be <laughs> snake butts prominently displayed in every game, except for for Metal Gear Solid Three when you're playing his big boss because he's he's too much of a manly man to have his butt out like like uh like the other ones. I, but um, I, I don't I don't want to get into the details. I feel like I have to mention this because people are gonna be like, "How come you didn't mention this one?" Uh, Cammy from Street Fighter. I'm just gonna go ahead and leave that there, and we can just move oh on God. from there, right? Cammy from yeah. Street Fighter. All of your butts are like skeezy fighting game girl butts. I had only what, one what of those. Mean? Maybe two what if you mean? count Zero Suit Samus. How, how are they fighting? What, what do you mean? Alex is not fighting game butt. Okay, fine. Yeah, Let me add one other... to the list. Uh, okay. Headbutt from Pokemon because that really helps you to <laughs> knock Pokemon out of trees. And you can catch uh, you can catch a Pineco in Gen 2 with that. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with that. That, that. that sounds like a good butt. It sounds like a good butt to have around. It's a solid butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think we're about gonna yeah, wrap ourselves we've up. We've gone here. on for quite long enough. We've gone places. Oh we've my gone gosh, long. we did. We've uh yeah, we did. And it was it was uh it was vibrant and active throughout that entire entire process. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff happened and we got a really interesting uh interesting question to wrap it all up in. Some <laughs> um some some warm enveloping cheeks, if you will, to uh to um, sandwich the rest of the podcast's content within, <laughs> or was that too much? No, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, I don't know what lines we're crossing here on the TOBG podcast tonight, but I guess we'll find out after it goes live. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So until then, before yeah, yeah. we, you know, we're crossing lines, yeah, before, you know, shell from portal. If you put the portals just right, she just hurt. Just, just right. right. Now you're stretching. Nah. Yeah, you're. you're Have you're, a good week, everybody. Stretching. Don't forget to rate us five stars on iTunes and all that jazz. <laughs> Bye. You're stretching Bye. things too far apart, Matt. Bye. 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 <laughs>